What's up, everyone? This is Philly Pat back on another episode of the Philly Pat Project. Happy Thanksgiving from everyone here at the Philly Pat Project to you guys. Um, we hope you are having a great Thanksgiving, um, full of joy and happiness with the families. Um, and I am joined tonight by the lovely Brooke, aka the future Mrs. Philly Pat. Hello. And uh, I'm excited for this episode um, because. As horror fans, we now have a Thanksgiving slasher called Thanksgiving, uh, directed by Eli Roth, that just released last week, um, and we're going to be talking about that. Um, and really quickly, a um, couple things. Uh, one, um, I was notified the other day that we have been doing the Philly Pat Project now for over a year. Um, which is crazy to me um, because it was something that I definitely wanted to do, but I don't think I envisioned um, in the beginning that I'd be able to keep going a year and just kind of being able to create, co you know, the content that I have. And, you know, um, it was really cool to get that notification. Um, it's been a great year. Uh, we had a great season one. Season two is uh, a great sequel and follow up for us here. Um, and it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, just an update. Um, our good friend Josh had some family stuff that he'll be taking care of for a few weeks. Um, and he will be back later in the season. Um, so we're going to be changing some of the release releases of the episodes. I'm going to switch around um, how I want to deliver those episodes, um, you know, uh, to be able to uh, keep everything going. Um, and, uh, you know, we look forward to having Josh back. And if he's listening, happy Thanksgiving, brother. And um, those who are anticipating, I'll be right back with Pat and Josh. That will be uh, being released a little later in 2024. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, the setback and everything. Um, but stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. Um, and that is still good to go. Um, but you know, just in general, the idea of Thanksgiving, you know, um, now it has so much more meaning. Um, obviously with kids, you know, um, there's a lot that I get to do to make it enjoyable for them. And it gives me a happiness and joy, um, Especially because Thanksgiving was like not really something that I really even paid attention to. Um, but this year has been really amazing because not only do I, um, you know, as a horror fan, get a slasher now that I can put in, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday collection of slashers. Um, but also, you know, um, you know, me and Brooke had, had little baby Kaylin and, you know, um, it's it just it's brought a lot of joy and a lot more meaning this year for us. Um, and, uh, you know, I always enjoy sides. I'm all about the sides. The turkey's fine and all, but I'm all about the sides. And I was able to have some great sides. Um, shout out to all those who cook those sides. Um, you know, it was a cool little uh, Friendsgiving that we got to do earlier today. And it was some definitely good, good, good food and, and, and uh, some fellowship. Uh, but Brooke, as far as just Thanksgiving, what, um, what does it mean for you now? And what's your take? Well, now it's different. Yeah. Cause like you said, we have kids, but, um, growing up, it was always a big deal for my family. Cause we would all get together and everyone would, you know, bring dishes. And it was always awkward for me cause I'm a vegetarian and I've been a vegetarian since high school. So I always had to bring my own food, so I wasn't really ever that excited for Thanksgiving in the sense of, like, you know, the food aspect, because that's mm. everyone's favorite part is, like, yeah, the food. And, like, course. I was, like, sides. vegan and vegetarian, right. and a lot of the time I couldn't eat anything, so yeah. I had to bring my own stuff. Um, but, yeah, so now it's, I don't know, it's always, you always want to, like, well, I always want to, like, create memories with my, my kids, so, like, with yeah. the holidays, like, we got... A little, little turkey, turkey. <laughs> little turkey outfit for the baby. Yeah, and, um, little cutie. Yeah, it's, as he sleeps on you currently. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Thanksgiving has always been one of those holidays that's like a political thing. Like, of course, I don't agree like with what it stands for, but I guess I'm 
trying to look at the American side, like the, you know, the side of it where it's like for food and family kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I mean, I always, like I said, you know, um, growing up for me, like I definitely had a lot of good memories with my grandparents and my mom and stuff, but like, it was just never something. And then obviously, you know, now I'm in recovery, but the only thing I remember about Thanksgiving was nothing. Cause I was usually, you know, the day before Thanksgiving was like for a lot of people, like a huge drinking Water, holiday. Yeah. So like, I would just kind of, I would kind of go on like a drinking bid from now until the end of Christmas. So it was like, I remember food, but I don't, you know, there was probably a lot of years where I don't remember, but now, you know what I mean? And especially being a dad for the last 10 years of, you know, my life, um, 11, 11, 12 years, actually. Um, well, I'm getting old. Um, but yeah, you know, um, there's definitely more meaning and like, yeah, like not to dive into too, you know, anything controversial or anything, but like, you know, for me, it's all about food and family. Like you said, like, I don't really look at the context of what it may or may not stand for or really dive into that. Um, and I know you really don't care about that stuff either, but like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but this year, you know what I mean? Um, we have a slasher now that we get to, uh, watch probably every year now, um, as far as slashers and holidays. Cause we didn't have a Thanksgiving prior to this year. And then Eli Roth, Directed, directed, you know, Thanksgiving that just released. Um, we saw it, uh, you know, me, you, Josh. I took my mom, and you know, to see it a second time. Um, and I'll probably take my son to see it a third time. And, you know, that that's to say I've enjoyed the movie. Um, willingly going back to watch it, you know. Um, but, you know, I was a little skeptical, you know what I mean? Because, like, I didn't mind the first Hostel. I didn't really, like, I was okay with Cabin Fever, um, but Eli Roth isn't exactly the director of horror that, like, speaks to me. His move, not, not really a lot of his movies are not, like, not to say they're bad or good, it's just, like, it's not for me. That's not what type of, you know, movies that I like, but I love slashers. It's my favorite subgenre uh, of horror, um, for sure, and it's cool because, you know, we've had all the different other slashers, you know, like Halloween and, you know, um, Black Christmas and, you know, quite, quite a few, but, you know, April Fool's Day, all these different ones, never had a Thanksgiving. And then I was very pleasantly surprised when I saw it and found myself really enjoying it. Um, I'd probably say that Thanksgiving for 2023 in the state of horror, it's probably my third favorite film of the year. Outside, uh, you know, Talk to Me is still probably my favorite of the year still. And Infinity Pool would would be probably, um, but it would be right under that. And I do want to say that even being a huge Scream fan, after seeing it a second time, just thinking about it, letting the movie sink in, definitely enjoyed it more than Scream 6. Um, you know, so that, that, that was cool. And, you know, just just kind of diving into like the story. So like, I just, before like we break down it, you know, the movie itself, um, I was really presently surprised, you know, because slashers, the best part I feel of watching any slasher is waiting for the reveal. Um, you know, I, they definitely gave me plenty of red herrings to keep me on my toes, like just watching and paying attention. Um, and I didn't figure out who the killer was till like a few minutes before the reveal. So that was really cool that like you like even though the, the who the killer was um, was on my radar, you know, um, I wasn't settled on, you know, uh, that person until, yeah, like a couple minutes before the reveal. I was like, yeah, I think that's where they're going with it. And you know, that, that, that could be a little bit because of like the formula slashers over the last couple of years, um, picking up on a few things, but I was really pleasantly surprised that it engaged me long enough, um, where it wasn't like, I guessed it right away. And I'm like, you know, waiting for, for that moment. I, it was a really enjoyable movie. Um, but also too, um, I thought it was really cool that the soundtrack had the misfits at the end. Um, that felt like a direct like nod to me, you know, um, like 
you get me. Um, <laughs> you know, um, which was really cool because, like, we talked about it earlier in the season. Like, punk and horror go hand in hand, and here's another movie to prove why. Um, I did enjoy the characters. Even the characters you're not supposed to like, I was like, I like them for the movie. Um, you know, there there was... Uh, there wasn't any characters that I was invested in, like, say, the Scream movies where, like, I cared if they lived or died. But, you know, I did have moments where I was like, ooh, damn, that kind of, that sucks, you know. Um, but the characters, you know, for being, like, outside of Patrick Dempsey, who played the sheriff, and um, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Gina, it's like Gina Gersh Gina Gershon, um, who had the cameo in the beginning, um, all these actors and actresses are, like, either just breaking in or, like, really never really done anything. So it was cool to see that they could carry a story, um, as the main focus. And then, yeah, it was cool to see Patrick Dempsey back in horror. I don't really think he's done anything since Scream 3. Like, that's not really his genre. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, and then the story was really interesting, um, probably one of the fun, funnest opening scenes that, like, I think I've ever seen. Like, it was definitely over the top, and the, you know, the CGI could have been better in certain areas and with the special effects or whatever, but, um, no, the fucking opening was, like, really dope. Like, it was the best part of the movie, um, I feel was, or at least one of the top moments of the movie. Um, you have this Black Friday sale, and it was a really cool take on how we as consumers, um, you know, that's kind of how people really do act on Black Friday. Like, they're stampeding, running through doors to, to get their hands on stuff because, you know, that's just who we are. So it was very relatable. Um, and then... To have a story where, like, this serial killer, after the events of the Black Friday sale um, and the tragedy that happened that will break down, um, you have this serial killer pop up, like, a year later, and he starts picking off who he feels was, you know, responsible for the riot and was a part of it or had anything to do with it, and it was... You know, uh, these group of teenagers, um, you know, uh, who are the main story. And then, yeah, Patrick Dempsey plays this sheriff who's like trying to figure out, you know, how he can help these kids or all this. And then, you know, we'll talk about that. But then, you know, there's all the reveals and the stuff that went into that. Um, great creative kills, um, even if they were like completely over the top. In some of them, fucking spectacular and different and very creative. So I thought that that was really, really dope um, and really, really cool. And again, you know, like could be bold, could be just because it's fresh on me. But like going through slashers, you know, over time, it's easy to put Thanksgiving in a top, you know, 10 to 20 slashers of all time. Um you know, and, and, and to be up there kind of immediately and potentially be a franchise, depending on what they do. I feel it could be a one-hit gem, um, but if it's creative enough, it definitely could open a door, which is cool because, again, you know, now Thanksgiving moving forward for us as horror fans, if we want to throw on a Thanksgiving movie, throw on Thanksgiving. It, it's a good time. So um, I guess... You know, before we break down some of some of the movie, your thoughts on Thanksgiving I, without I, spoiling I, anything. Okay, are we spoiling? We eventually? will be. Yes. Okay. Uh, just, just, just a spoiler note and warning. Um, we're gonna be spoiling the movie Thanksgiving uh, as the episode goes on. So if you haven't seen it, I'm just telling you, stop here, go watch the movie. Then come back and listen, so nothing spoiled for you. Um, but yeah, just before we get into that, how you felt? Um, overall, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I don't know if I. I'm not saying this in any particular way, but I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as you. I definitely thought that it was a very, very clever movie, and I enjoyed that they didn't really give give you any hints or clues as to who the killer could possibly be because 
when you find out the motive behind it, you don't know any of this background story right. until that moment. Yeah. So you wouldn't even think that mm-hmm. if this person were were to be the person doing it, you you don't know why. Right. So it yeah, wasn't like a person really on my list of people it could be because why would they do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we know who that character is mm-hmm. and what their role is in the community mm-hmm. until this point. Yeah. I also think, too, like, just, just commenting on that reveal without, again, spoiling it just yet, is that um, even though, like, a couple minutes, like, I think around the same time, it happens a lot for us, but around the same time, we're both kind of looking at each other like, I, I think it's, I think it's this person... I still, I'm, and maybe you felt this way too. I was like, okay, it, it, it's probably this person. It is this person, but what's their motive? Like, right. like even even when I was like, oh, it's them. And then why? I, and, and then, then it I was kind of pieced it together, and I was like, because you know, like we watch so many horror films mm-hmm. and so many slashers that we know yeah. the formula. Like, oh, absolutely. We know, like, okay, so that it's obviously this person. Like right before they reveal them. But, like, then you, like, try to start piecing together, like, mm-hmm. what their motive would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but overall, yeah. And the kills were very were very clever, very over the top. Um, but they were fun. And the movie itself was fun. And, again, it wasn't... It, there were, they had cheesy parts, but it wasn't, like, yeah. super cheesy or super campy. It was... It was um, it was overall, I give it two thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also, too, just, just a real quick comment before we start, like, breaking down some spoilers. Um, I like that when they did the reveal, they did, like, so like you said, like, you're trying to piece together why this person would be doing it once you're like, oh, it, it's obviously this person, you know what I mean? Um, but I love that they did little flashback clips. Yeah. Showing little interactive moments and clues that the killer was giving throughout the movie and little flashbacks to like that part of the motive where you're like, oh, that's why these people were looking at each other this way or so forth and so on. Like this makes a lot more sense now. Um, so it was really cool. It was really cool. Um, but now we are spoiling Thanksgiving from this moment forward. So... um just just like a film recap. Uh, so, um, again, this movie is about a Black Friday sale um, in Plymouth, Massachusetts. So, like, they based the this, this story in the town where Thanksgiving started um, to keep the theme and everything. And uh, there's, like, this Wright Mart, I think it was called, which is, like, your Walmart or whatever. And uh, this girl, Jessica, uh, her dad um, owns the Wright Mart. Um, and then, uh, she has a stepmom or like mom, I guess, passed away or whatever. And she has this stepmom who's like, you can tell us all about money and is like materialistic in that way. So she encourages to open up on Thanksgiving. Um, and she's dating this, this guy, Bobby, and there's this kid, Ryan, who like likes her and stuff and is trying to like, you know, be with her and everything. So there's like a little bit of a tension with those characters. And then uh, they have this friend group of Evan and he's dating uh, this girl. Um, And then there's this like Russian girl and the guy Scuba. Um, So like there's this little group. And then you have this waitress who kind of incites the, helps incite the riot and is like this violent shopper. And uh, this other kid, Lionel, I think it was, and he, he uh, you know, was one of the more violent shoppers. And, um, you know, so it, it was really, really interesting. Um, you know, like the characters were, were interesting. And, um, you know, so they're at this right, Mar, and everyone's waiting to get in line. And Jessica being the you know, daughter of the owner, she goes through the side door and she's able to get in with her friends and everything. And, um, so she, you know, gets them in and this high school kid that like had, had a fight with Evan and his friends, 
Um, he sees him inside and he's getting pissed off and him and his girlfriend like encourage everyone to break through the doors. And you have this security guard who like is like, fuck this. And he bails out. And, um, then you have, uh, you know, another security guard who's like, you know, trying to open the door for him, but the door breaks and the glass door falls on top of him and he's like cut up and everything. He's bleeding out. And then you have, um... This like random customer who like as he's running in like the glass is broken and sticking out the side of the door that's still left and it slices his neck, which was kind of fucking nuts. And Evan's like filming everything and is like they're all just like, what the fuck? And um, so backtracking, you have this, you know, Patrick Dempsey plays this sheriff. And he shows up at his friend Mitchell, I believe is the character's name was, and he um, is asked and forced to work on Thanksgiving. Um, so his wife played by Gina Gershon, she comes with Patrick Dempsey and she's like, Hey, you know, I wanted to bring you a meal. So she's in there while this riot happens. Well, she like falls down and she's like trying to, you know, get through people running, you know, around her and everything. And this violent waitress and this other customer smash into her head. And then her hair gets like fucking caught on a wheel and scalped her. Um, and I guess it was enough to kill her. Um, so she dies. The guy who's next bleeding out dies and the security guard die. Um, and then, you know, you jump and Bobby, he's uh, like a baseball pitcher or whatever. He's trying to, he wants to go help the security guard and then, as he's crawling over, someone steps on his pitching arm, um, breaking his arm and everything and kind of like ruining his uh, baseball aspirations, you know. And, um, so you jump to a year later, you jump to a year later and, um, you know, uh, the the dad's considering doing another sale and everything. People in the town aren't feeling so great about it. Evan has kind of caught controversy for taking a video and someone took his video and uploaded it um, to YouTube and everything. So you see this killer. He's like preparing, you know what I mean? He has like these pictures of all the teenagers and Jessica and um, people that he considers um, as someone who, uh, you know, was a part of that riot. And... You don't really know the motive and everything, but you get this like little hint that like something that happened that day during that riot um, has this this whoever this killer is like seeking revenge of some kind, um, which is kind of basically what it ends up being. But before we get into that, so you have yeah, like you see these little shots of this killer. He's wearing the John Carver mask um, and you know, he's, he's planning his attack and Bobby like disappeared. He's gone. So Ryan, who was trying to get with Jessica anyway, he swoops in and he's dating her now. So you have all of them and they're all like, you know, they feel bad for what happened and everything. Like none of them are like happy about it, but you know, they're just trying to, you know, they're the high school kids or whatever. Um, so they get this like Instagram post tagged that there's this dinner table set and their names are on it. So they're all like, oh shit, like someone's like fucking with us. They don't know the, the, the content of what the post means and everything, but they're like, you know, all like, what what the hell is going on? Well, you jump to the waitress. You got the waitress, she's at the diner and she decides like, you know, um, she's like closing up and everything and the killer attacks her. And, you know, it was kind of cool. Like, they did, like, the Christmas story, you know, callback where, like, he dunks her head into the water and puts her hand, head, you know, face stuck to the freezer. He's going to swing an axe at her. She does get away. Um, and he pretends to, you know, he, like, leaves the diner and she thinks he's gone or whatever. So she's trying to get to her car. She realizes, like, where are my keys? He took the keys. So he starts up the car and he's trying to chase her with the car. So she's like running towards a dumpster and like she's half in the dumpster and he slams into her, slamming into the dumpster and the dumpster like, I guess like the metal door or whatever, the lid falls down and cuts her in half. And she's put on display on top of the right mark, like her bottom half. And you see her top half is sitting at the dinner table. So that was pretty fucking over the top. But I thought that that was like pretty 
Like, it's like, if you can get past the believability of that little moment, you're like, yeah, that's pretty fucking creative and cool. Moving on, you know, the security guard's, like, trying to leave town or whatever. He's, like, freaked out because they now know someone's, you know, has committed a murder. And I don't know. Um, he He's, like, leaving somewhere. And then he's attacked and, like, he's stabbed with an electric knife and, like, all shredded up. And then guillotine wire, guillotine wire, whatever, put around his neck, cuts his head off. Fucking points for the fucking killer, though, to see that his cat was sitting there hungry. Fed the cat, didn't hurt the cat, took the head and left. But he was cool to the cat. That was super fucking cool. Um... So now all the teenagers are, you know, they're getting the updates of the Instagram posts and stuff. They see this head. They're like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, someone's trying to come after us. And the teenager who incited the riot and his girlfriend are at their school, the, you know, the rival school. And, like, you know, the girl is like, oh, come here for this sedu- seductive dance, cheer, or whatever. And as he's, you know, sitting there watching, his neck is twisted around. Like, his neck's not broken. It's, like, twisted around exorcist style. Um, which is like pretty over the top, but was like, oh, damn, like it catches you off guard a little bit. And then um, as she's jumping up and down on the trampoline, her foot gets stabbed and then she falls and is then repeatedly stabbed while bouncing up and down on the trampoline, which is really creative and, and, and uh, you know, pretty cool. Um, and then, um, you know, the sheriff is like seeing all this, you know, the parents for the first time. The parents are like on board with the idea that their kids are right. Like someone's coming after them. Like they have to do something. Um, so at least the parents aren't like those stupid parents in movies who are like, ah, you know, like they're not nowhere to be found. Like they're they're a part of the film and and, and uh, they take on like an actual like how how anyone would probably be as a parent. I would think at least the dad is like, you know, trying to protect his daughter. Um, and the Russian girl, Yulia. Yulia, um, after Jessica is attacked and Evan and Gabby, I believe her character's name was, Evan and Gabby um, are kidnapped or attacked or something off screen, um, which was a nice jump. Like when they're walking um, back to go meet Jessica and he pops up in front of them. That was a nice little jump. Um, but they're like attacked, killed. You don't know. Jessica is attacked and Yulia's dad is like, fuck this. We're going to Florida. So as she's getting packing up and ready, um, Scuba and Jessica go get a gun from like a pretty cool side character, the goofy, you know, gun dealing party animal type character. Um, he's FaceTiming, Scuba's FaceTiming her and, um, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Um, and the killer like knocks out the cop and her dad or kills him or attacks him, whatever. Um, and takes the corn picks that you would like, like the things you would, yeah. Like the things you use to hold, hold them, um, stabs her in the eardrum. So she can't hear shit. She's crawling around and Scuba and Jessica see this. So they rush over to, to like try to help her. And, um, she's being held, you know, uh, by the killer. He has a knife to her neck. Scuba's like, you know, going to try to shoot her, but realizes the safety's on cause he doesn't know shit about guns and the killer and probably the most, probably the most enjoyable and brutal death, um, kicks the, uh, I guess there was reconstruction in the house and there was a circular saw, uh, table sitting there and turns it on and throws her onto it to get away um and she's just you know disemboweled and all it fucking nuts um but that was one of the more brutal kills and so yeah that's when the parents and the sheriff they're all at jessica's house and they're saying like you know we're gonna be followed and attacked until this is solved and you know um we got to do something so they uh in a very cool callback to I Know What You Did Last Summer, they use a parade, the Thanksgiving Day Parade, um, with Scuba and Jessica and her family, the mom, the, or the stepmom and the dad, the, you know, to partake in it and try to lure the killer to him. And the killer, uh, I guess, for whatever reason, didn't show up in a John Carver mask. He dressed as a clown, 
which was a cool callback to like the Joker like style mask that he wore. Um, and again, you know, uh, he cuts off the mascot because I think the mascot is one of the people who are in the ride. So he fucking chops his head off with an axe. Everyone's panicking. He creates a distraction, uses smoke bombs, which is one of the first, you know, first moments where the killer, who it could be, kind of started like becoming a little more on my radar. Um, but uses, sorry, uh, uses um, the smoke bomb and everything. Uh, and then knocks out the family and Scuba to, um, you know, take them to where he's, you know, he has the table and everything. Um, and his little hideout. And uh, the mom, the stepmom wakes up and she's being basted. She's tied up and she's being basted. She gets away temporarily. Um, but he throws a pitchfork at her back and drags her back into the house and then cooks her like a turkey, which is probably the most over-the-top and violent fucking moment in the entire movie. Um, but if you've seen the trailer, like, you kind of get the idea. And yes, they do go there. So then uh, Evan and Gabby are alive and they're being, you know, they're tied up at the table. It's Jessica, her dad, um, and Scuba. And he's live streaming everything. And, um, you know, he's live streaming this dinner and he's like, it's going to be the most, you know, thank you, Evan, for posting your video because this is going to be the most talked about fucking video and Thanksgiving dinner ever. Um, and, you know, he stabs, uh, I think I think it was the cheerleader, um, may have still been alive, stabs her in the neck and serves her blood as like some wine. Had some great one-liners, by the way, during this scene. His monologue was actually like, very comedic and funny and like appropriate um especially for the intensity of the scene because it was probably the most one of the most intense moments of the scene of the movie um and so he uh is live streaming it again and he uh walks over to evan and is like thank you for inspiring me pushes his head down onto the table takes a meat tenderizer and fucking bashes his head in saying, like, you're going to be a star now because sometimes to get people's attention, you got to fucking bash him over the head. So it was like very cool one-liners. But Evan is fucking his head's bashed in. But um, Jessica had this, like, ring given her to her by that, you know, party animal gun-dealing character. And I guess it had a little knife inside the, r the ring that, like, popped up. So she was able to get free. And Scuba got free. And... Um, the killer's running after them and uh, Scuba is, you know, he is attacked. Um, he's not killed, but he's attacked. He's hit in the arm with the axe and he's running after Jessica. Um, the dad and, and um, uh, Gabby are still okay. He does try to serve the dad a piece of his, of his fucking wife though, which is pretty fucking gross. Um, but that they don't go that far, but they imply that's what was going to happen. So again, he's chasing after Jessica and she gets over the fence before he can get to her. And this is an important part of the reveal. So um, he, uh, you know, fucking isn't able to catch up to her. And Jessica like twists her ankle, but she's like hopping over and then it cuts to her going to the warehouse where the you know, Thanksgiving Day Parade was being held, like where all the stuff was put afterwards. And you see Patrick Dempsey is, you know, has been attacked and he's unconscious and the, what, you know, the killer is running inside the warehouse. So she runs in there after him and she sees Bobby, um, who's been a part, has come back, like, you know, um, and everything. He takes off this John Carver mask. So you think like, oh, she, it, it, it's Bobby. Like, okay. Um, but, um, Patrick Dempsey pops back up and, you know, um, tells Jessica, Hey, get outside. You know what I mean? Uh, it's Bobby and, and he ran that way and you hear some gunshots go off. Patrick Dempsey runs back out to Jessica and then, you know, um, He's like, Bobby, you know, got away. So now all the cops are there and they think they have, you know, they have all the evidence needed. Um, and, uh, you know, they're like putting an APB out for, you know, Bobby's arrest and everything. And then uh, all the cops leave Patrick Dempsey and her. And, uh, 
you know, he's like, all right, well, you know, I'll give you a few moments to, you know, get yourself together and everything. And as he's walking out, she notices that some, like, part of, like, some grass, you know, um, you know, from the woods and everything, the same stuff that was on her pants is on his shoes. So she realizes, oh, shit, he's the killer. And he realizes, damn, you know, it's me, because he looks down. And he remembers telling her, it's always the small details you got to watch out for. So in a, you know, plot twist, the sheriff is John Carver. The sheriff is the killer. And piecing it together, the motive is, is that he was having an affair with his friend Mitch's wife. She was planning to leave him and was pregnant with his kid. But she, you know, obviously was killed and he blamed all of them for that. So, you know, that was like, it was simple. It was a simple enough. I like the motive. Like it was simple enough. It wasn't too far-fetched. It was very, you know, believable and, and, and everything. Um, Patrick Demi had some fun. You know, there will be no leftovers. Like he had a little fun. Um, and it looks like, you know, he, uh, Bobby shows back up. You know, it helped Jessica and she shoots a musket at this inflatable turkey um, and the gas blows up. And pretty much you can determine that Patrick Dempsey is dead, um, but it is left open because Ryan comes back um, and he's, you know, Bobby leaves and is like, you know, stay in touch and everything. And Ryan shows up. Um, and Ryan's sleeping in bed with her back at the, back at her house. And she has a nightmare of him attacking her still burning alive, but it is shown that it was a nightmare. Um, and then you have the end credits. So it's left open to like, he could be very much dead or it leaves the door open for, you know, other possibilities and ends with where Eagles dare from the misfits. And a great cap off with, with the soundtrack. So, you know, overall, I loved it. I loved it. Because like I said, Patrick Dempsey wasn't on my radar tour until the very end. Which, especially with some of the screams and stuff. Like, I can pick up on who the killer is pretty quickly. And, you know, this took a little bit longer. So I enjoyed that part of it. Um, which is always the best part of Slashers. Um, I love the kills. I enjoyed the characters. There was enough deaths, but enough survivors. There was a nice balance of, of, of that. And um, overall, like, Patrick Dempsey played one of the most vicious villains we've seen in a slasher, which, you know, is not not a normal role for him, but he did really well in the role. And, you know, other than like, oh, it's Patrick Dempsey and he's the most famous person... Um, there wasn't a lot of clues, um, that it could be him other than a typecast, you know, and probably Scream 6 with the whole cop thing being a killer finally, like, you can look at some of the tactics of the killer and kind of think, think that, but, um, you know, they were very good at blending all that in and keeping you engaged, and like I said, it was, it was really cool, it reminded me of a great 1990s slasher, um, with some characters that are like, not the greatest, but not the worst. Appropriate for the fucking movie. Um, and I think this is probably for sure Eli Roth's best film. Um, and I hope that, you know, we get more films like this. Because, um, you know, uh, easily the best slasher of 2023 so far. Um, and one of the easily top three to five films of the year so far. And it's a great cap off. So, um, what I thought was interesting too was the ending, because if you notice, she looks at one of the, I don't know if it's like one of the paramedics or one of the firefighters who has like a mask on Uh and it seems like he's staring at her. It does. So it gives you maybe like a little like. It actually reminded me of Halloween Kills. Right. Like how like he can escape dressed as like a firefighter or something right so there's like a little you know nudge there that like oh maybe that's how he got out is that he disguised himself Mm -hmm. um but then too um yeah i didn't i didn't 
I didn't take, I didn't, none of the clues during it made any sense because I didn't know what the motive would be. Yeah. Like, because he did seem over the top, like, friendly. Yeah. Throughout the movie. He seemed like what happened didn't bother him at all. Right. When he was, in fact, at the riot. Right. So, I mean, it had to be somewhat traumatizing. And I I also thought, too, like, another reason why, like, I didn't put that part together um, right away, but, like, when I started putting the radar of Patrick Dempsey, he angrily, like, broke up the riot, shooting in the air, like, he was screaming in anguish. Like, Sure. You know? Um, And, but it was very quick, so it was like, you have to notice and the only clue that gave away Patrick Dempsey for anyone who's like deeply involved in slashers and I was really surprised I missed out on this but the opening of Halloween and Black Christmas is the killer walking up to the door and the very first scene is Patrick Dempsey breathing from a point of view shot walking up the steps to his friend's house and then it's real that it was him walking up and that's kind of like a if you pick up on that, they were giving it to you in the beginning. But, yeah, I mean, it's not off the... You know what I mean? It, they were really good at that. Um, yeah, so, I I mean, I just had the, a hell of a time trying to figure out who this killer could be the entire time. And I really thought it was her, her new boyfriend. Even though he seemed like kind of like a pussy, but yeah. like... I he think, was the only one that would make sense. I mean, yeah. Bobby, I didn't think it would be him. He's, yeah. He was too authentic of a character, so... Yeah, I mean, I had a couple people, like... I definitely would have picked Ryan over Bobby. But I also didn't want to completely throw off Bobby because the boyfriend's always the killer. Like, that's been a formula of of some of the screams and the original scream, right? So, like, it's not like you can't not suspect and he would have a good motive. Like, his baseball career got fucked because of being a part of, like being at the riot and stuff. Um, Ryan, you know, uh, definitely was on my radar after they showed him uh, talking to the security guard. So I'm like, oh, this is someone important to him. Uh, But, you know, it turns out it was something different, just like some, you know, drug dealing stuff, you know. Uh, But, I mean, I also, too, um, just because sometimes movies... And it's Eli Roth, so you don't know if he's going to follow the, like, formula and keep it, like, within the boundaries of, like, what is rational in a slasher. But for some weird reason, at one point, I thought to myself, Ryan's roommate and friend. Mm. Um, Just because he would be an oddball um, and, like, maybe someone that you're overlooking. But... He like I had a quick thought of it and then I'm like he's not interacting enough. And one thing that I know well about slashers is uh the killer's always interacting with them in some at some point. So I'm like, ah, that's just a quick thought. But no, I was really convinced it was it was Ryan. Um uh and and if they went, you know, super obvious, maybe Bobby, but um Patrick Dempsey, I think it was like I, I had some thoughts like because of the tactics the killer was using but I just completely blanked on it um, and I think around the same time like when I saw him and he wasn't dead I'm like ah this is like showcased like this is like for display and like to trick you and I'm, you know it turned out to be exactly what was happening um, so yeah yeah I mean it was very well done. Like I said, I I really appreciated that um, they didn't really give you any clues as to who the killer could possibly be. I mean, most of the time I can at least make some kind of an educated guess, but this one really threw me for a loop because I, I really can honestly say I didn't know until like the very end and it was pretty obvious. At that point, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, so that's the recap of the movie. Um, and, um, you know, I thought it was cool. Um, and I know I was watching an interview with Patrick Dempsey he was having. And the people were asking him, like, are you the bad guy? You know, and he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just the sheriff. Like, why the fuck would he tell you that? Like, that would ruin everything. Um, but he, he said he wanted to do it because his son uh, or his kids kept asking him to get into a slasher role. So he he was asking his agent, like, 
if you have a role. And he said he really liked it because it's based in Massachusetts and he's from like Maine. Like he, that, that accent was natural for him, which was cool. You know what I mean? Um, that he got to do that and, and he got to do that for his kids and stuff. And, you know, um, he went from being a detective and they actually implied in Scream 3 that he could be the killer, but he wasn't. Now he's a sheriff and a cop again, but he is the killer. So I thought that was a little cool nod to, you know, um, especially as a fan of the Scream to look and be like, oh, they gave us in a different movie. They finally gave us what we thought in Scream 3. Um, and then, so I think my favorite kill was probably the girl, Yulia, in the circular Saul. Um, obviously the most over the top and fucking brutal was the mom being baked Oof. alive. Like that's fucking terrible. Um, and I think the most fun kill, cause I, I do separate fun and favorite sometimes, I think the most fun kill, especially because the one-liner delivery worked so well and was timed so right, was Evan getting his head bashed in at the table. Um, what about you? Um, the I don't know. My my most favorite kill was probably the security guard. And. Um, Yeah, so my favorite kill is probably the security guard. Um, the mom was probably the most fucked up. And... Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the Evan one I couldn't really watch. It was it was too fucked up. Um, is that because they just had the mom being, like, on the table? Or just Evan being bashed in like that was, like brutal to you it's just hard to watch i guess maybe the um what's her name yulia yeah yeah hers was hers was pretty brutal too it was like very like over the top you see like all of her guts sp- spewing out and shit oh yeah yeah that was that was really cool i liked it too because like you know um they had to watch it and like for the characters that gave you a little emotional, like you feel bad for him. Cause he just watched his girlfriend get fucking disemboweled. Um, you know, and I thought that that was, that added a little bit more, you know, for the characters and you root for him a little bit more. Um, overall, my favorite character was probably Patrick Dempsey, both as the villain and as just who, what appeared to be like a kind and caring detective. I think maybe it's just because he's an experienced and, and well-known actor um, that, you know, he gave me what I would want, you know? Um, I guess that Jessica was okay as a final girl. She was a little bland. She kind of reminded me of like, and I love, I know what you did last summer, but I'm not, but I don't think Jennifer Love Hewitt had a lot of complex emotions to her character um it was a great role for her and everything i'm not taking away from her and she's an outstanding actress but you know just for a slasher she was a little bland in comparison to like nev campbell and you know um jamie lee curtis um so she kind of falls into that category but i did enjoy her character you know i mean she played a pretty typical and she wasn't like a brat or like she kind of knew her place you know what I mean? Like, my dad's rich, but she didn't walk around like a snob or anything. She actually cared about people and cared about things. So, um, I guess she would probably be my other favorite character. Um, I didn't hate Evan as much as you and Josh, but... I didn't hate him. He was just not somebody that I would fuck with. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely a douchebag, but, um, you know, he played the football jock, and, it, like, he played it well. So, I, I did enjoy, like... If that's what your character is, like stay in character, and he did a pretty good job for that. Um, I don't know. Um, other thoughts on Thanksgiving, man, is is like I said, you know, I think it could be over, all time like in a top 10 to 20, somewhere in that range. Um, how do you how do you feel about that? In a slasher? Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's definitely unique that it's a different holiday. Because, um, like you said, you don't really see anything for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but Not slasher-wise, I, I mean, it's no. definitely re- something that I would like to rewatch. Um, and so it's, 
I would say, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, something that I w- would want to rewatch and revisit and pick up on different, you know, things that I didn't the first time. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, um, and then I guess the last thought on this um, is we would say this is a universal approval for the fans to go see. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so... Um, in wrapping up, um, we approve of a Thanksgiving. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite slashers. Um, and I do enjoy that, like, for a movie, you know, the first time to, to give me that type of feeling where I had a lot of fun watching it um, and, like, instantly put, like, that type of emotion in me where, like, it was something I really liked. Um, and to hit me the first time like that, uh, that was well appreciated. Um, I definitely, definitely uh, would buy it, you know, on Amazon, put it in the collection. And certainly, um, you know, if they did a franchise out of it, I'd be, I'd be pretty, uh, pretty excited to see it for sure. Um but with that being said, you know, um, Thanksgiving uh, is, you know, not just about food and fun anymore. It's definitely including horror now, which we really appreciate. Um, but with that being said, um, we have some really cool episodes. I have some guests coming on. We're going to be talking about some graphic novels and animation and, and, and talking about another passion of mine. Um, we have some Christmas stuff coming up. Um, Christmas slashers to talk about, um, and a lot more fun for you guys. So with that being said, I really hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope that we gave a good recap and, and opinion about the movie, um, to give you something to compare to, uh, for your own viewing, um, and how you would rank it. And also if you haven't seen it, um, you're encouraged to go see it. Happy Thanksgiving from here, everyone at the Philly Pat Project. This is Philly Pat signing off. See ya. See ya.